0: Have you ever had sex when you shouldn't have, when you didn't really want to? How big a betrayal was that? Listen and find out.
1: Welcome to holy fuck holy fuck holy fuck two gals on the prowl for enlightenment sex and all things holy holy fuck each week beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker Catherine mcclellan and spiritual healer and life coach krista kim discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body stumbling through dating relationships and everyday life All while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. Hello to all of our listeners
0: out there. Welcome to the Holy Fuck Podcast. Yeah, and thanks so much for listening, you all. We are so grateful that you show up here and listen to us. I get to talk to my friends all over the world and hear them and their comments and their laughter and their tears sometimes about some of the stuff we talk about. So thank you so much for listening. And for those of you who don't know us that well and just send us random comments and emails. We love you. We love it. It makes us so happy. Please interact, interact with us. We would love it. So you know where to find us on Facebook and Instagram. And if there's ever an issue
1: you're having and you want some help being facilitated through it, reach we out to are us. Maybe coaches. there's the
0: opportunity to have a guest on the podcast sometime. <gasps> really? Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? We do have guests, as you know, but we mean just a listener. Yeah. That sounds so great because <laughs> we think you all are great. And what a great idea, Krista. That just popped into her from the mind of the spiritual universe. So, hmm. So, uh, reach out if you'd like to be one of those people. Anyway, cool. So that's I hear all you we have a topic today. today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really?
0: I do have a topic today, and if you listened right from the beginning, you might get a sense of what it is. So we're talking about self betrayal. Oh, oh what did you happen? do? Catherine? I know, right? I'm in a monogamous relationship. How can I possibly self betray? It happens, and it happens a lot. Well, and, what we've talked about a lot
1: recently is a lot of times to be in a monogamous monogamous relationship, people tend to betray themselves even more because they're trying to keep it all together.
0: It's very true. And I guess that is some of the pressure of a monogamous relationship is that there are things you start to kind of put in your tool belt, like, this is mine, I should do this, this is his, I should do this, and that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, because we are us, we're going to talk about sex, and let's talk about sex, baby. baby. never gets old. It never gets old, right? We always laugh. You laugh. It's good. Yeah. So let's see. How am I going to touch on this delicate subject? I'm going to Very start. gently. Do you want some lube? <laughs> Need some lube. Let's go slow. Let's go slow. So all of those things actually came into this conversation. Um, so where this started was me reflecting on a sense that I was having that I should be showing up sexually for my partner when I wasn't feeling connected. Mm. And I remembered the Dr. Ruth line that we've already done a podcast on, blue lips Mm -hmm. and blue balls. And I was thinking, not at first, that didn't come to my mind first. I was sort of wondering, what am I doing? I kept asking myself, what is wrong with me? What am I doing? What is the problem? Why don't I want to be sexual? Because I actually love being sexual Mr. Delicious. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's why he got his name.
1: I'll just <laughs> leave that up to your imagination.
0: But all of a sudden, I didn't. And I couldn't sort it. And as you can imagine, it wasn't his favorite week of his life. Right, And... Then all these weird things started slipping into the conversation. Like, well, what?
1: Slipping
0: in. <laughs> yeah. What if we just planned to have sex one day a week? Like, what if I don't want to do it that day? Mm. And I started hearing myself, like, protecting myself. What if I, what if that's not my day? What if I'm I- curious. What do you think
1: about it, when about that, when people plan to have sex? Like, is that a? Good thing? Bad? I mean, obviously no good or bad, but what does that mean? I think it has
0: to work for you. And I think that sometimes, I think this is true, and you probably can, you're okay with having sex. You just might not choose right now Mm
1: -hmm. because, you know,
0: maybe you're a little tired or you really want to pick up your little pudgy. Or you, (laughs) pudgy, (laughs) gassy. Yeah, 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 I don't think that's going to work today, honey. (laughs) (laughs) No muff diving. Or I don't know what could be going on, but it's just not your day. Yeah. So, But I do know that some people really do that, and they really get good results from doing it. And so this was actually part of our conversation was, what's the difference between sex night and Tantra night? Mm. right? So Tantra night to me means spiritual connection. And maybe if it goes into a deeper level, because it does have a sexual element, I'm not not denying that, but if it goes deep, so it's sort of supposed to bring the spiritual and the sexual together. That's my story. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure Mr. Delicious was really aligned with that. I think for him, well, I should say I know that Verbally on the surface, he was lined with that. And but what he kept saying was something like, it was so sweet. He would say, Well, let's just try it. And if it gets sexual, then great. Right. And I kept feeling it like, <laughs> That's not it. That's that's going to go sexual. Like All there's right. no wiggle room in here. I know. Well, it's let's going just
1: to- keep dating and maybe one day you'll love me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another good one. Hmm. Well, we've we've circled around
1: that one a few times. It's the same thing though. It's like it puts this like, Either expectation for yeah. the future, or a way in which you're going to disappoint if that doesn't happen.
0: I know, and that's what I was feeling. This like subtle pressure, mm-hmm. and I was feeling it on top of not feeling it, so to speak right. not not feeling open and not feeling ready to share that way. And I really started. To avoid him. Like, it's mm-hmm. really hard to avoid somebody you live with. It's really hard because you get up with them and you go to bed with them and it's like, and you sleep next to them. So it it's kept, called marriage. Yeah. Just it's a little <laughs> tricky, right? So I'm sure many of our listeners know this. It's just not your moment and it's not your time. And I, so again, I just kept looking at myself what's wrong? What am I doing? Why am I separating from him? What's my problem? Until. It finally got almost too much to bear. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay, girl. I'm like, in the bathroom. We're just going to go for it. We're just going to just just relax, <laughs> relax, calm down. This is the man you love. What is your problem? Get over Oh, my over God. I yourself. can just see you
1: staring in the mirror giving and yourself another, like Give
0: a little pep. Talk. <laughs> talk <laughs> and, on your girl. You're good enough. <laughs> right? And my inner child is like, Yeah fuck you. Like, yeah. no, she, and, and what I mean by inner child, let's be really clear. is This is like the wounded one in me. Mm-hmm. I could really hear it wasn't my, she's not my joyful loving inner child. She was my wounded one. And she was having some kind of issue that I couldn't determine. And I just felt like I couldn't say no again. I was like,
1: I just mm-hmm. got to do this
0: once, and then I'll have a few more days.
1: So you're making an I decision, not a we decision That's with your inner child. right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and if you're wondering what we're talking about, you should check out our episode, episode with, with Allison. Allison Armstrong, the amazing Allison Armstrong that is episode 30 and was two weeks ago. So in the meantime, I was making a we decision, <laughs> which means I was making a decision for both myself and my little wounded inner child about what we were going to do to handle this problem. Mm -hmm. So, Andy Cairn kind of
1: made it for Mr. Delicious as well. Meaning, like, you made a decision that— Yeah,
0: I didn't really tell him what was totally
1: You didn't tell him—you didn't clue him in on everything that was going on to make the decision. And so, in the end, you made a decision for all three of you— That
0: people are like that little girl's in the room. (laughs) No, this is an inner girl.
1: It's a threesome.
0: (laughs) It's a threesome for sure. At least a six. (laughs) It's not a six some. Sometimes, yeah. So this is what shows like this thing that we talk about about the difference between relationship and partnership. This is where you start to see it. Where I start trying to do everything by myself. I think that doing it alone is healthier than doing it. And I am sure because we have had a few conversations about this mm-hmm. that he's starting to get like fed up. We're on, I think he mentioned 10 days. Oh, He's like, no, it was last Tuesday. It wasn't last Thursday. Right. Like, wow, somebody's so got it Another, some more pressure. <laughs> right. More pressure. So. But
1: do you notice that when you're standing in the mirror, that's also like a moment of where you're bargaining with yourself? Absolutely.
0: I was totally like, I'll give you candy later. I was totally <laughs> doing, it. I'm like, you can have anything. You can have some wine tonight. Just do this for me.
1: Because usually it's someone else who's bargaining with us to get Absolutely, us to do something that they want us, us to into do.
0: bed Or whatever. And this is all happening inside me, Mr. Yeah. Delicious. Like, I am sure it's not happening inside him, right? So I get into <laughs> bed and I'm like, here we go. But I'm in the opposite of what I need to be to be sexual. I am not. So my theory is that women need to be so open that they're actually giving themselves to their man Mm -hmm. and that he is receiving. Even though culturally we always think that the man is giving himself in the sort of penetration to the woman and she's the receiver, Mm -hmm. if we don't give ourselves, they don't get it. They don't get the experience, right? So. I'm really tight you know come on ladies we know this experience right I'm not ready for this I am so not into it and I'm going and I'm acting like I am I think I can but I think I, think I can and then I'm like can. I don't know if this happens to everybody else but you're so in your you're so kind of in your body in a weird way that nothing feels right. And you're like, no, stop, not there. Don't touch me that way. It's all janky. (laughs) Janky. Instead of me, there's no flow. No choreography. No choreography. And then all of a sudden, I just realized I was holding my breath. And I was just like. Mm -hmm. And finally, (laughs) Mr. Delicious looks at me and he's like, okay, what on earth is going on? (laughs) Good for him. It was good for him. And I'm like, my nervous system is freaking out. Like, literally, it feels like there's a person inside me who is screaming at the top of her lungs, stop touching me. Mm -hmm. And I've got my hand over her mouth. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing this to myself. And so he just wraps his arms around me as tightly as he can. He just starts holding me. I'm like, oh. I feel so much better than any of that other stuff. And he starts saying soothing words to me. And I'm doing a little coaching. Like, it would really help if you would tell me how much you love me right now. And what I'm doing is now I can see that this little wounded part of me is in charge. And she has to have something before she can Mm -hmm. (laughs) really...
1: I was going to say foreplay, but that just sounds wrong to say that your child needs some foreplay.
0: Yeah, but you know- She needs some soothing. She needs soothing. And what I kept saying to him is she has to go to sleep. And so I I kept trying to let her go to sleep, but it was actually taking a little longer. And then all of a sudden, he was done. He was like, that's it. That's enough. We're done here. And I'm like, no, no, we're so close. She's getting so close. And- but I realized I hadn't been giving him any like appreciation and encouragement, right? While he was doing, I was just lying in his arms, going, "Oh my god, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God!" And um, so he has no idea. So He doesn't what's know that on. it's changing. Although, mm. I mean, I think he could feel somewhat. But I think he was like, the, wait, "Too bad, yeah, yeah." I gotta, I gotta get some coffee here or something. <laughs> I'm gonna go make coffee, and I was like no, don't leave now. And it was, it was everything. It was the abandonment. It was all happening inside me Mm -hmm. with this perfectly lovely human being. And yet when I burst into tears, I finally got in touch and heated with how actually important this was, whatever was going on inside me, whatever I had been up to. And I, we started to talk about it in a different way. And he did not go get coffee right then. <laughs> Good job, Mr. Delicious. Good job, Mr. Delicious.
1: Way to hang in there with this girl. <laughs> and I
0: said, come on, just give me a little bit more of that. And then I started encouraging him too and talking towards him also and letting it, just letting the communication open up because I could feel that my body was starting to open and I didn't want to lose that. Right. But I knew she wasn't quite ready. And so I think that maybe there were some tears that needed to be expressed and so I cried and he was so lovely. And he has this beautiful song. He sings me about Welcome Home, Beloved, that's so beautiful. And it was to her. It was not for Mm. a grown up woman in a relationship, in a partnership with him. This song was for this little girl. And all of a sudden, I remembered this sign I had seen of a man holding this little girl. And I said to him, in order, oh, I'm going to cry, Chris it all. out in order for us to truly be partners, we have to be willing to hold each other's wounded children sometimes. Absolutely. And even though it's my job to reparent those wounded little kitties in there, kind of my job in this case was to bring her to him and say, I need a man to heal me around this. Mm-hmm. I need I, I have to respect myself and honor and say, I absolutely will not do this until I'm ready. And I need you to meet me here because I can't do this by myself. And, and this, love
1: me and nurture me regardless of whether there's sex involved right, or Right.
0: And I could feel his energy had shifted completely. There was no pulling on his mm-hmm. energy anymore, especially after he gave up coffee and everything. <laughs> he was just like, okay, we got to heal <laughs> whatever this is that's here right now. God bless him. Because this is, I, I know if there are any guys listening, they're like, that's really hard.
1: And I think that this like, this is so important for men to hear that, w- you know, they look at their wives, their women as sex objects or mothers or business women, goddesses, you know, in these empowered women form. And they can relate at that form. But I think yeah. sometimes they feel silly accessing the little girl inside. And for all you men out there, you are half in relationship or partnership with that little girl. Yeah, you So you have the woman that you're in partnership with, and you have her little girl, which is all the wounds, the trauma, everything she's experienced. And if you can come in and nurture and love that part of your woman, it's like they have to access what it's like to be a parent, to their partner. Absolutely. And come in and talk to your little child as if it was a 4-year-old little girl.
0: And also that it's slightly different from who you are as the woman they want to have sex with. Right. Because I have to be able to separate that so that I can send that child off to bed and then I can wake up to my sexual relationship with him if he so he has to navigate loving this little wounded child singing to her a lullaby, helping her go to sleep, taking her out to the other room, right? <laughs> but then he has to navigate changing his relationship, his partnership with me again into a form that's sexual. Because while you're parenting, you don't let yourself, they, those right. feelings don't naturally come forward. Right. They do sometimes, and parents obviously have to deal with that when it does. There are people for whom they struggle. And it's not some massively crazy thing, but nobody dare talk about that. Right, But... For the most part, I know for me, when I am, quote unquote, parenting my partner's child, the wounded one that's had like gotten his feelings ego, ego kicked or something yeah. really bad that day at work or something else, I'm not really being sexual with them until that resolves because inside me it's too energetically. I'm yeah. his mom or his lover. I'm exactly. not both, right? And I can hold a field where as his partner, I can be both at different times.
1: But that's what we're asking of our men, too. Yeah, that's it's right. kind of like to be our father and our partner at the same time.
0: Right. And we could take a little Jesus detour here for a second into the relationship between Mary Magdalene and Jesus was very healing relationship. Mm-hmm. And while it isn't reported in all the places, there are plenty of places where it's reported that not only did what the regular stories say Jesus heal Mary of her Seven sins, Mm -hmm. but the deeper look when you go back to the Aramaic talks about Mary healing Jesus from his also, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is makes so much sense to me. He was so alive, he was so human and so divine, which we all are. And so, I don't, I'm using the story of Jesus as an allegory, and also personally, I grew up Christian, so it has meaning to me. Mm -hmm. And it isn't that anyone else has to have this story, but it is a template for the masculine and feminine, a new template for us to be together in partnership where one and the other are giving to each other in a more fully loving way than just through these relationship roles and personas and things that we have. It's sometimes we're not just parenting our kids, we're parenting each other.
1: Right.
0: And that's super powerful. So. Once (laughs) – so he did a beautiful job uh, doing that, and I began to feel like, okay. And I really, really could feel the difference. And ladies, I am sure you know what I mean. And I'm not talking about the, like, jump-on-me sex that comes from some, like, wild kind of polarizing moment where you get super hot. I'm talking about when you're coming together, and you just feel yourself sort of blossoming in his – attention in his gaze and his loving. And I could really feel it. And I started wondering what had been different and why I wasn't feeling that way in the morning when we first got up. Like, why did I wake up saying no?
1: Mm-hmm. Why
0: were you? And what I sorted out was that there was building resentment, building anger, building upset, And one of the spiritual principles that I have in my life is that we, our minds are all shared. Mm -hmm. And so when I think or judge or have anger towards or anything, another person, they know it. They don't know it any way that they, they can't even tell me it's happening. Energetically, they know it. And energetically, there's like a poison in our field. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it wasn't actually just me. It wasn't that I was closing myself because I have a problem. I was closing myself because my partner was judging me and irritated and frustrated, not expressing any of it, which is fine. I mean, I guess he doesn't have to, but what was true was I wasn't aware And so I blamed it on myself. Oh.
1: Which is just like what I did in last week's episode of Revelation, where it was like I was blaming myself for the end of the marriage and everything that had gone wrong all 15 years, and then coming at the very end of the relationship, finding out like, oh, he had this big doubt about marrying me from the very beginning. And it's like, that poisoned the well from the very beginning.
0: Absolutely. There is no way that your love had a chance to blossom with that kind of judgment in the field. And it's... So many of us, like we let that live there because we feel in our bodies the resistance, and we think it's all us doing the resisting. Mm-hmm. but we haven't checked out our environment, we haven't checked out our partners, we haven't, and if they're really our partners, if they're not you know they you're busy, right? We're busy, and we're like, "Oh God, I hope she has sex with me tonight." But it's really a judgmental thought like, oh, she what is her problem kind of thing. It's in the field between us. But what was amazing
1: in this is that he was so conscious, like when, like, the, for, he stopped. He oh, stopped absolutely. you from betraying yourself. And I think a lot of men will understand this feeling of when they're trying to be with their woman sexually and they can feel the boundary up or they can feel the tightness or the stiffness. I've had a lot of experiences where. They keep pushing forward and pushing through, like, oh, if I just spin her this way or do this or (laughs) like stick that there, and like, oh, it'll make sure it finally open up. They think it's a a physical thing that they have to do in order to open us up, and that actually just closes it, makes us tighter and tighter and tighter. So I love that he was just like, okay, like, let me just stop and address what's happening.
0: Yeah, well, I can tell you he was not having a great time. So, And I want to say that I do give him huge kudos for that. I have been in relationships, other relationships, where no matter if I asked directly, I need to stop, I'm having some kind of reaction to this, it was never observed Mm -hmm. and taken seriously, or it was an excuse for the person to be upset. And it's true, at one point in that story, you know, Mr. <laughs> Delicious was like, enough. I don't have anything more to give. I had to realize I hadn't been giving him while he was giving to me, which was another important partnership learning, right? And just expecting him to flood me with everything he's got. Yeah, because
1: it's not about expecting our partner to know when they should stop or push forward if we're not giving them the information.
0: Exactly. The other piece was he stopped again, like when he was upset. Like his little kid got triggered mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh baby, you're so close. Like, and so
1: you <laughs> had to come back and then parent his little boy who was wounded, you know. <laughs> it's true. And he was like petulant and a lot of and a lot of times that comes from, you know, memories of like their mothers. Oh, and you course. know, we as mothers we are always like, Don't do that, Sunny Boy, and oh, why did you do that? And <laughs> that was sonny naughty. I am sorry, I've never called anyone so <laughs> well. I tried to pick a name that no one would know. <laughs> But, you know, so men have that little voice of their mothers nagging and everything in their minds. And so when their woman says similar things or has similar reactions, it does go to that instant trigger. (laughs) Stop that right now. Go sit in the corner.
0: (laughs) Get in your car seat. Oh, no, wait, that's the wrong story. Um, I'm going to take away your favorite (laughs) toy. I am doing that right now. It was just so fascinating for me to watch how the, the partnership game and the partnership flow of energy is so important. You are, both of us are always on, it's no one gets to lie back and pretend like it's all for them. You know, the expectations that we're, our partner's just going to show up and give us everything. It's like, what a ridiculous thing. And don't negate what you're feeling.
1: Because what's happened when you have negated or what would have happened had you just, you know, powered through and done it? What well, would have I'm been not really experience? sure.
0: I, my guess is that I would have started crying in the middle of it because I started crying when he stopped me mm-hmm. or stopped us. But um, I, either that or I would have started screaming. Like that's how big it was getting inside me that I was just going to start screaming.
1: And creating a, a trauma
0: for yourself. Absolutely. And then… Exactly. I have a trauma now. So now we get into bed again. Now I've got the trauma that says, don't, oh God, here we go. It's going to be bad. He's not here for me.
1: Which it's, makes the wall even thicker between the two of you. So you you go through with it in order to bring the relationship back together. Support- and it, yeah. Supposedly bring it back together and it just actually pushes it further and further apart.
0: It does. And so breaking that silence in some ways, first with myself it was such a shock to me that i was betraying myself in that way i i think we've all seen ourselves different ways that we've betrayed ourselves and maybe drinking too much or partying too much and then getting into situations we don't want to be in or mm-hmm. giving our lives to or taking men. jobs
1: we don't want to take yeah. or, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or being with men that we don't don't truly think are best for us because right. we think we need money time safety safety yeah. whatever This is truly a place to look that I've never seen it before that I was actually in many ways in my life, just falling back into the pleasing department of I'll just make this happen this time and then it'll be fine. As long as that energy of expectation and entitlement partly was partly coming from him, like, let's just say we have sex three times a week. As long as it was coming that way, I was never going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. We had to go all the way back. And here's the tricky thing. How many women and men have heard this? Women get their connection, and then they want to have sex. Men need to have sex to get their connection. How do we win? Right. That's a really tricky place. So I'm operating from those assumptions that are not really. I like
1: to talk for like two hours straight before I <laughs> <laughs> love. I that. got a lot to say. I got a lot to say. <laughs> and if you can endure and hear everything <laughs> that I say, then maybe.
0: <laughs> well, you know what you were saying about foreplay a while ago, and you know, Mr. Delicious and I do have this ongoing conversation about twenty-four-seven foreplay. Mm-hmm. I. That's when I started to realize that's what was going on was his thoughts were not loving. They were not caring for me. They were not like I could feel, but I didn't realize, you know, we're busy, whatever. I didn't realize I was feeling it, but there was this sense of him being further away, being distant, kind of maybe a little grumpy, but I was like, oh, it's okay. He's tired, whatever, you know, and what was really happening was much bigger where he couldn't get connected to me either because of his judgments, because of his Mm. frustration sexually. I mean, honestly, he had been the one that was sick. And I did start almost another brush fire not too long after this. Brush fire. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch! Um, When I mentioned that I would feel really honored if the man in my life who was sick wasn't trying to make love to me while he was sick. Mm. I have, I was sick. I never get sick and I was sick this year. And I. It feels like part of caretaking. It feels like respecting me. Um, There's someone else in our life who's been really ill and we're really careful around them. So we don't go see them when we're sick or anything like that. And yet it was okay to make love to me. And I noticed that that part started to bring up some real anger for me. It's like, wait a minute. We can take better care of that person than you can of me. Right. I don't. I, it's not like That's I refused. That's a good catch. I it didn't refuse to sleep with you, and I even kissed him. But I didn't really want to go there, and so all of this was building that resentment and right. frustration. He's like, "That's stupid. Why are you not, you know, making love to me while I'm sick?" And I'm like, "I don't feel respected." At all.
1: <laughs> so we just because we all know that we're super sexy when we're sick. I know. <laughs>
0: so hot. No one can resist us. (laughs) So I think the surprise to me was how deeply I was letting go of my self-respect, how huge my projection was, and how I was pulling it back to myself, my adult self, and making myself really too responsible for things that were actually happening in the partnership between us. Instead of saying, "Wow, what's going on here?" Because it's a like I, you know, it's that we thing. Yeah. So you were field. sitting
1: over here going, "I'm this, I'm this, I'm I, I'm I, the I I, 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 I," and instead of instead of being in the I, coming over and being like, "We need to talk about this." I don't I'm,
0: feel like making love to you, and I don't know why. Is What there can something, we do about it? <laughs> well, what can you tell me? Because I, I think what I remember, this is from Allison's visit also. What I remember is she said, clarify what's going on for him and clarify what's going on for you. And now you say, now what? Right. We decide. Each of you first has to clarify. So I never gave him a chance to clarify. So we, we had to do it in the middle of a crisis moment when my little betrayed one was screaming, do not touch me one more time. And Isn't that funny, though? Because
1: it it takes our bodies having to start to scream
0: to speak up. Yeah. Well, maybe this is even why I got sick, that I Mm -hmm. haven't been sick. Maybe it's why he got sick and he hasn't been sick. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, Hmm. let's not let it get to that point, I guess is my thing. It's like, let's deal with those feelings before we're in you know, we're making love to our partner, and then our bodies just go into that
0: reaction. Yeah. Like, catch it way sooner than that. Even if, if you just have the thought of, like, oh, I don't feel like being close to him, we should wonder about that.
1: Right. <laughs> and it takes a lot of bravery to say that to a partner. Well,
0: it does. And, that, and that's the whole point is that every time we do that intimate, authentic conversation, we rejuvenate our partnership. Mm-hmm.
1: It brings us closer together. It
0: does. And it gives it life. Like, I mean, right after that whole chaos, we made love beautifully. It was easy. It was graceful. It was everything it always is. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're forever grateful to Allison for giving us her (laughs) we-I conversation. But also to ourselves for knowing that partnerships come in many forms. And the most important one that women often, often let go of is the one to themselves, the deepest one to their, even their wounded self. And lots of women have had situations, maybe big situations of sexual trespass, but how many of us, could we say every woman has betrayed themselves mm-hmm. one time or another Absolutely. in their own marriage bed or their own boyfriend's bed? Or and any? if you
1: can't even take care of yourself, how can you think that somebody else is going to be able to take care of you better?
0: Better, right. And then you just get to build a wall around yourself and that they are bad people and you poke at them and then the likelihood of your relationship falling apart or your partnership and your marriage and everything falling apart just starts going up because All because no, of
1: self-betrayal. Yeah. Which so. is when you're betraying yourself, you are not loving yourself.
0: Or them. Because you're actually not giving them the respect that it takes to come to them with whatever it is and honestly trust them. And have faith in them that they will meet you.
1: Because I know that men have had the experience where their woman has gone through with it and had sex with them, even though when they could tell they didn't really want to. It's so painful. It, it hurts the, the men so much. I mean, I definitely had a relationship like that where he was constantly wanting sex, and the more he wanted it, the more I didn't want it. And then I uh, f- kind of flipped it around on him and made him feel bad. For wanting sex, like there was something bad about him that he always oh, wanted. Who it.
0: Oh, women do that to men all the and time. And it was like, no, it was me.
1: But I demonized him. Projection. And I was totally projecting all of my sexual issues and fears and closed downness and all of that. So I was just projecting it all on him. And I know it was extremely painful for him.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I, sorry, this is, yeah, sorry, sorry. and sorry to, well, and to other men that we've done it to, or, Mm -hmm. you know, they're all of us are human and hiding is a big human thing we do, but it's not good for us. Right. And so, what we're saying to our lovely audience, both men and women, be sensitive to each other and, and don't try to do this by yourself. Don't be the I. Be the we. Be the we. Be the we. There's no, what is it? There's no I in team. <laughs> team delicious. Uh, team delicious. So, oh, what a nice name. I'm calling us that from now on. We're team delicious when we're doing it. I want well. a team. you got a team, girl. And that's the- I got a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just
1: kidding. Just kidding. Just Maybe kidding. more like a bowling team.
0: <laughs> no idea where that's going, but it may show mm. up in the next podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. Just to remember that often we establish a relationship with spirit that feels warm and loving and create a place of peace inside us. And we create partnerships with friends and maybe family, maybe kids, maybe dogs that all feel warm and loving. And there can be a gaping hole in our love for ourselves that we keep putting out, trying to get from spirit, from universe, from God, from whatever you call it, And from all these other things in our life. And then way down deep, though, we haven't committed to loving ourselves. So I just had to recommit to loving myself and through my partnership being much more aware of when I'm going it alone. Good job. Thanks. We love you all so much. Thank you for being here for this conversation. And spread spread the the love. love.